0: Well, Congressman Scott Garrett is with us live via telephone. He is a uh, United States representative here in New Jersey's 5th Congressional District. Uh, that serves um, a whole bunch of areas in northern and western New Jersey and includes a uh, a good chunk of our listening area. He's been serving in Congress since 2003, a uh, member of the Republican Party, and now a guest of ours here on JM and the AM. Congressman, welcome to JM and the AM.
1: Thank you, and it's good to be with you. appreciate the chance to talk with you this morning for a little
0: bit. I appreciate that very much, and I apologize publicly. It was our mistake which ended up postponing you from Friday to today, so thank you for your indulgence. Good to be back with you. I appreciate that. Uh, So what do you think of campaigning? Is this the best part or the worst part of serving in the United States Congress?
1: Well, I can say the best part is being out in the district um, and helping our constituents whether it's setting up, you know, mobile constituent service tables and branches of our office all around the district so we can help them or having people come into my office and meet with them and solving their problems there. That's the best part. Um, The campaigning side of it, in as much as we can do the same thing, you know, meet with people, that's all good. It's a lot of long hours, though, and um, it's uh, there's the ups and downs of campaigns. Let's well,
0: put it that way. I can only imagine. It must be interesting from your perspective. What do you, what do you think of uh, the leadership of New Jersey at this point and how they're dealing with the Ebola situation, which is such a great concern to so many people in this area?
1: Yeah. So I mean, this is something that needs to be uh, dealt with. I appreciate the leadership here taking some action. Uh, It was unfortunate that the leadership where I work, which is down in Washington, the president of the United States, has failed to take any action. You may know that um, when this all broke, I wrote a letter, I wrote a bipartisan letter to um, some members of our Jersey delegation to both the CDC and also to the um, president of the United States. I said two things. A, Mr. President, we're not getting enough information. And B, why are you not stopping the flights? coming in from Africa. I never heard a response back. I was hoping that maybe he was doing something. You know, the next step that the president took was to appoint a politician his friend as the czar. I thought that was ridiculous. You don't need another politician who didn't even show up for the meetings. Um, So at that point, I immediately um, started writing and drafted uh, working legislation to do what I just said. And I wrote a letter to Harry Reid and uh, John Boehner, the head of the House, and said, look, if the president's not going to take any action, we need to in Congress. And so I'm calling that we go back into Congress, um, have a session, uh, put an end ban on these flights coming into this country, stop it. You know, somebody else may be gone. If there's somebody outside of your house that's threatening to you, even a child will tell you, lock the door. Well, we have a, uh, a virus here that's threatening to us getting into our United States because we're letting it. So the first thing we should be doing is locking the door, stop these uh, flights coming in, and stop uh, importing uh, these, this potential for the virus.
0: Congressman Scott Garrett is with us. Speaking of uh, those outside one's homes trying to get in and the best idea is to lock the door, one thing we learned from last week is that uh, terrorism seems to be, uh, you know, God forbid, at everybody's door. And I say it that way because we heard what happened up in Ottawa an area and a country which we normally think of as isolated as politically neutral as no need to border to guard its borders, uh, no need to even have a military you know we, one could say tongue in cheek and sure enough, of course, we saw what happened up there uh, wh- What is the congressional response and the Washington response in general going to be as we see terrorism continue to come to everybody 's front door
1: well the Uh, The House response, where I serve, will will probably be different from where the White House is. The White House seems to be afraid to call it for what it is. Uh, Those attacks, what's happening here uh, closer to home, in the city, those type of attacks, call them for what they are. They are terrorism. They are not, as um, some in the White House and some in the State Department want to call them, uh, like down in Fort Hood, um, lone lone wolf events. They're not... uh, you know, just disgruntled employees down, like it down in in uh, Fort Hood. These are terrorists, um, part of the uh, part of the jihad, if you will, um, that are implementing, carrying out their instructions of terrorism. So the first step is to call it for what it is, and the the, the White House seems that unable or incapable or unwilling to make that determination. And why is that so important? Unless you make that determination that that is what it is. Then you're going to do what they've been doing for years and treat them as purely law enforcement, um, activities. This is where the administration came from initially. Oh, well, it's all law enforcement. We don't need to take any more decisive, definitive, um, action towards it. Let's we'll let our local, we'll have the police handle it. No, it's terrorists. Terrorism. It's part of the jihad. It's part of the attack. It's part of the uh, worldwide, uh, initiative that is being thrust against us and Israel as well. And we have to stand up to it. We have to define it and act on it and take the action now on it. Congress is willing to do that. Um, Unfortunately, we're having to drag the administration along with us on these things.
0: Congressman Scott Garrett's with us. Finally, Congressman, uh, you've spent, obviously, plenty of time over the last 10 years uh, in your district, northern New Jersey, western New Jersey. As I mentioned, uh, we have a tremendous number of listeners in both areas, and a lot of people in this audience know you very, very well uh aside from staying on guard regarding terrorism because obviously that could strike anywhere what other major issues have you addressed over the last few weeks with your constituents what would be the most major concerns of people in your district as this campaign comes to a close
1: so on that's on the international front on the domestic front it's the jobs and the economy how do we turn this stagnant economy around in a more positive sense it, it's been just a, a, a nightmare as far as for people trying to get new work, being laid off and trying to find a job for the kids trying to get a job. You know, over half of all kids who graduate from college um, in the last year or so have not either gotten a job or if they get one, it's not for what their degree is, degree in is. But after they graduated, so that's uh, that's because we have um, wrong policies coming out of Congress. So what I did was um, one thing is we passed the Jobs Act. This was piece of legislation that I worked on uh, and sponsored. Um, It was passed in the House, the Senate, the President signed it, um, and that is to jumpstart our business startups, to help small and medium-sized businesses to grow, uh, to provide them some certainty out there, provide them with the ability to get capital, and if you can do all those things, then businesses today will be able to start hiring again and uh, get the reestablish, let's put it this way, reestablish the American dream in this economy, in this country, so that you can buy a house, provide for your family, and send your kids to college, and then they'll be able to get a job once they get out of it. That's what we've been able to do.
0: Yeah. Ju- that
1: legislation. Yep.
0: Unfortunately, it just seems that, uh, that, that this is taking so much longer than anybody ever thought. It's now uh, almost seven years since what we would call, I guess, the great financial collapse of... 2008, and uh, people are getting very impatient and worried about their family's future.
1: Well, sure, and that's because, look, what did the White House want to do at the start? The White House said, let us spend a trillion dollars on all stimulus plans, and we'll get unemployment under 8% immediately. Well, he said that back in 2008, and you saw that didn't happen. Just spending the money, the country, into debt, borrowing more money, putting our kids into debt is not the solution. Nor is those multiple bills that Congress passed, 2,000 pages of Dodd-Frank, 2,000 pages of uh, the Affordable Care Act. All those things simply put extra burdens and pressure and uncertainty on businesses. That's why it's been a stagnant economy for all these years. What we have to do is try to fix those things, reform those things, so that businesses know, hey, my taxes aren't going to keep on going up like they were under the Affordable Care Act. Hey, look, my health care costs are not going to keep on going up like they do under, under that as well. And uh, we're not going to make banks and small businesses have so much extra paperwork and regulation that they don't even know well, which way to turn. That's why things have been stagnant for uh, ever since two. Well, for the last six years, um, we can do better than that. We can. Uh, if the, if the White House would work with us on some of these bills, and they did. They passed the Jobs Act. That was uh, a couple years ago. That was our bill I talked about. Now we're going to offer them another one. Um, coming up, and if they come on board with that as well, I think we can begin to turn this stuff around in a way that you and I want to see it.
0: Congressman, how different do you think Congress, specifically the Senate, is going to look after this midterm election?
1: Well, I'm I'm hoping a lot, and here's why. Um, This past session, the House passed 380-some-odd bills. 380-some-odd bills. We sent them over to the Senate, and the Senate only passed 60-some-odd bills of those back um, for us to consider. That means the vast majority of the... um, Legislation that we worked on to try to solve the jobs, to try to solve these other issues we're talking about, just went over to the Senate and they died there. I always say the uh, Senate is where all good bills go to die. <laughs> and um, if we could actually get the Senate to turn around and do their job, and start you know debating, considering, amending, fixing whatever the bills, then I think things could really change. So I'm hoping that we do see a change in the Senate.
0: Be interesting to watch. I'll tell you that much. Who can who convinced you to do this? Who, 10 years ago, said to you, you know what, you should run for Congress, you'd be you'd be right for the job? Was there anyone specific, or was there a, a whole group of people who encouraged you? That's a good question.
1: I don't know. Um, I guess uh, it was a, somewhat out of frustration. You know, I was in state government for representing this area for a while as well, and I was getting so frustrated with Washington dictating everything to us, you know, telling us how to educate our kids. Um, how to run our lives? How to t- tell us all the rules were? And I said, you know, that's not the role of Washington and bureaucrats. Uh, we should make these decisions here at home. And so I got so frustrated. And my friend said, you know, this is this is not the way the founding fathers intended it. Um, so made a decision. Let's let's give it a shot and. Um, I'll just say two
0: years later here I am. Interesting. Well, I thank you so much for joining us. I know there are a lot of people in this audience who have built great relationships with you over the years, especially in our communities. So uh we say good luck and thanks so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thanks for the opportunity. Look forward to it in the future.
0: Take Congressman care. Scott Garrett, Northern New Jersey, Western New Jersey, and um he represents the Republican Party. Uh, New Jersey's 5th Congressional District for the last 10 years. JM and AM on a Monday as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world in the web, org. <laughs>